Welcome to episode 124 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name, as ever, is Grant Howard, and I'm joined, similarly as ever, by Christopher Taylor. Hello, Chris. Hello. I've never left. He never He's been here the whole time. Mm, it's been very quiet. Mm. Just me. We are here to answer role-playing game questions and design role-playing games and just sort of approach role-playing games in a broad-spectrum manner. But there's something else I want to talk to you about this week. Dun, dun, dun... Carnival Row, boys. <laughs> I watched 17 minutes of Carnival Row last night. Oh, Jesus. Strap a pixie in, boys. Apples and fairy blood. Good then, yeah? Uh, it's Drek. I assume each episode is four <laughs> minutes and you just mainlined the whole series. It is depressing to see, to see such... Like, if it got any more on the nose, you could hang your fucking glasses off it. It's got that there Legolas in it, hasn't it? It's got Legolas in it. He's doing his best, bless his heart, but mm-hmm. his best isn't good enough. It's got Chloe Deverigny, whatever her name is, who is... who I who I think everyone agreed she should be in TV. Like, like, but not films. Uh, well, I felt like she was in, um, what's her name, Valerian. And like at some point, everyone agreed, like, yes, this woman is beautiful and can act. So, uh, yeah. What is? Really? Hang on, Valerian. The only Valerian I know is a root that makes you sleepy. It's Valerian in the city of a thousand planets. Oh, okay. Does it make you sleepy? Uh, it made me sleepy, but that's not the intended thing. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's French, French teens in a flashy sci-fi drama with zero redeeming features aside maybe from the start. Ick. There's a cool planet. <laughs> it's blue. There's a cool planet like that blue. dies. Anyway, Carnival Row. Carnival Row, mates. All the world building, mates. I'm a bug smuggler. I bring Fay in off the mainland. Why don't you flit your fancy little ass back over there with your flittery wings? And I'll get on to people smuggling. So, flying Fay get brought over by a smuggler? Yeah. Wait, what? Nah, well, they can't all fly, you see. Oh, I see. Only some of them. Also, I heard when they come, they flutter on their wings. Jack <laughs> genuinely heard that on Twitter. Everyone's been saying what a great show it is, and I'm hugely disappointed in all of my fucking followers on Twitter. It's, it sounds vile, as it does is, your accent. It is reprehensibly poor and so expensive. Clearly, it costs a lot of money to make. Mm. You know, just just getting little Landy Bloom in there must must have cost you a, a fair whack. Yeah, I mean, he's the, an elf. The language they use is abominable. Like, if we were writing dialogue for a role-playing game and we were like, ah, oh, God, that's too much slang you've put in there. They never had that Chris character to step in. <laughs> Everybody needs a Chris. You can like you can hear them you can hear them sort of like saying ah oh, she'll be safe if Callisto wills it and you can hear the screenwriters going hmm. <laughs> as I quietly die we've invented a world boys it's just just I'm I'm upset with it let's move on so hang on where's it set um 
fantasy landon right it is a landon well no it's called something else but brighamshire or something it's landon i think it's brighamshire Brighamshire. The Fae, the Fae are all for, or they're all, all the Fae are from Ireland, and all the Fae talk like this, no matter what fucking colour they are. And they're second class citizens. Yeah, some and they're used got in horns. building a lot. Uh yeah. Um, they work. They work on. They work on the markets. Um, the very first thing we see right after the opening scene is a couple of police officers coming around and bothering a young Faye. And they're like, oh, I bet your dad was a doctor in his, back in his own country, weren't he? And it's, as I say, it's just so far on the fucking nose. That is genuinely <laughs> impressive. It's so, it's so rough. Uh, look, 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 if you enjoy this. Don't. F- fine. Fine. Okay. I know that we're supposed to stay positive on this show. I'm just upset that that show was made at all. <laughs> they could have given me the money. They could have done. You know, I would have Such given some of it to Chris. Lights we could right? have had with that money. Yeah, I could have written. I don't know, Spy Two, the sequel, or just you know, Sixth Yacht. This time it's sideways. Ooh. Mm. That's pretty clever. My mind. I know, right? Down. I think that's Halo. Shit. Shh. Fuck. Fucking bungee. I mean, I mean, look, I think there may have been one or two books written about a very tall building before. Absolutely not. Just like there were no books named Goblin Quest. Or Unbound. Or Spire, actually. Oh, yeah. Or, well, uh, which, which we, have, we have a big fantasy loop that goes around something like this big Halo world, and uh, we have Master Chef. Yeah. And he does afraid of anything. On the subject of Master Chefs. Mm-hmm. Have you been enjoying Guy Fieri's most recent outbursts? I'll need you to fill me in. Uh, my uh, my my Fieri knowledge is slim. Outburst is incorrect. Um, but what Guy Fieri's been doing is um, populating Flavor Town. Okay. With like the mythos. Gary henceforth the coal miner keeps the fires and stoves burning. Sorry, he's doing world building, and it's like an old. Like sepia tone picture with Guy Fieri's face over the top of an old coal miner. Okay. Or there's like the the local stalwart blacksmith with Guy Fieri's face over the blacksmith. And he's doing this. It's on his Twitter. This is. So, okay, listen, Amazon, if you're listening, I know you are listening. Take the money that you're going to spend on Carnival Row 2, apples and bobbins, take it. And give it to Guy Fieri to make the Flavor Town mysteries. But the best part is somebody, somebody sort of jokey, ho ho ho, these all look a bit like Guy Fieri. And Guy Fieri replied with, "Do they? Never really noticed." <laughs> <laughs> I like how far he's leaning into Flavor Town. Yeah, like Flavor Town is real. Like we just need to yeah. get this this sorted right now. Flavor Town is it's a the, very real thing. It's like Big Rock Candy Mountain, except real. Well, yes, okay. Yeah, like what's it, so, what's it, so it's like Atlantis. So, like, if you go to his to his Twitter right now, as I've just done, he has the Hollywood sign, but it says Flavor Town as his mm-hmm. background, and Great. his bio is just the mayor of Flavor Town. <laughs> Today we celebrate the people that make Flavor Town a special place to live. Take our talented tailor, Grant Fiber. He cuts and sews flame emblazoned fabrics all day, ensuring that the citizens of Flavor Town are looking their best. Thanks, Grant. And then there's a sepia tone picture of a tailor with Guy Fieri's fucking face on it. And I cannot stress enough how happy this makes me. Ah, it's great. 
that's really charming. That is that he is he is really coming up in the world as Alfieri. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I do want to say, Naughty Dog, if you're listening, I know you are listening. Always. I know you stopped making Uncharted games and you're focusing on different games now. Uncharted Five, Legend of Guy Fieri's Gold. Just just try and rob Flavor Town of the flavor. Nathan Drake has to go in and get the flavor. Yeah, the true flavors. Yeah. Next to all of Guy Fieri's yellow cars. <laughs> are they all yellow? All of them. He has so many cars that are all yellow. Hmm. Okay, ask me a question. Sorry, yes, I I just needed to, to, to warm your, your heart a little with some Guy Fieri that, news. Yes, thank you, yes. I, my heart was blackened and raw. <laughs> like the homelands of the Fae. I'm, I'm putting it down now. We're vetoing the talk of that show. Fine, fine. On air. On air, right, on air. Ops, ops. Yeah, okay, sure. Zimrilim asks... Excluding cantrips, what is the first spell you would want to learn? Wish. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. <laughs> However, I think that Simrilium forgot to put a minor caveat on this and just say first level. Oh, okay. Is, is Unseen Servant a first level spell? I have no idea. Yes. But, yeah, why not? So Unseen Servant is it, it carries stuff around for you, it picks up items. It's kind of a it's kind of a, a, a lasting mage hand, right? Yeah. It, it, like it follows orders. Most of the spells in D D are about blowing shit up or in, inflicting damage or doing difficult things that like that, that require skill checks. That isn't my day to day. What I want is someone just to make sure I've got my fucking keys. <laughs> Yeah, you see the thing Sorry, about... Sorry, I slipped back into the voice. <laughs> the thing about Unseen Servant, right, is that it's it's not dexterous and it's slow. Right. Like, it's not... For finding keys, that's fine. Because mm-hmm. essentially it just goes, they're over here, boss. They're over here, boss. Um, and then you go and like that. Yeah, obviously. And, like, it will very slowly fold your shirts for you. Okay. And maybe turn the washing machine on. That's probably a bit complex. If I made it seen, would that make it faster? There isn't Could a I, like, modify servant. the sp- That's mm. slavery. I think that's some an animal. A squirrel ain't gonna cut it, mate. That's true. Okay, what would you have? what would you have? Mage hand. I guess, I suppose, but like you already you already live a two sedentary lifestyle. Yes. I'm more like like the closest thing you get to exercise is st- is standing up and going to the fridge for more root beer. Mage hand. I'm just concerned. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure the fridge opens towards you, so you'd have to effectively reach round blind with me. Two hand. casts, one to open the fridge, one to get something out. Chang, 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 chang. I've long I'm... held that Mage Hand is the most important spell. I think it's the most important. And It's cool. It is cool. It's, it, it's nice. It gives you the capacity to affect things over a longer range. You could also walk over there. You can also do like a fairly stern slap out of it. There's no rules for that. There is. So it's you know, five pound of pressure. There's, you can't attack with it. It says you can't attack. Yeah, but I'm not doing an attack. I'm not attempting to cause damage. Oh, this is this is humiliation. Damage. I'm doing a slap. Like I'm not trying to mm-hmm. knock your head off. Okay. I just want to give you a light slap from a distance. Okay. Well, for, oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> just use it to, to, to just in cues to squeeze the bottom of the person two people in front of you. And let chaos ensue. Actually, I'm going to take it back. Yeah. Uh, Unseen Servant is a is a stupid power for idiots. Ghost sound. <laughs> you want ghost sound? I want ghost sound, and I want open open close portal. Because then I got my own entrance music. You would. Those are both cantrips, I think. You'd never be without your Walkman again, would you? Wait, hang on, Chris. 
Zimmer them said good. excluding cantrips. Ah, come on. <laughs> We've just picked. <laughs> so, actually, yeah, so Unseen Servant, fine. That's there. You have to pick a different spell, though. What are even first level spells? I don't know. Fireball? No. Magic Missile? That's a first level spell. Mending? Magic Missile? Mending would be great. Is that a spell? That, that's a cantrip. It's got to it? be a cantrip. Hang on. Hello, Google. First level spells. Enter. Oh, actually, some of these are pretty good, mate. What you got? Oh, boy. You get some an animal, I think, but I just I don't know what I'm going to do with a like with a lion for 60 seconds. Control flames? That's rad. How, how often are you faced with flames? I smoke. Right. That's so I've got a lighter on me all the time. That one's already in control. Yeah, but I can make it. All right, okay. I'm, yeah. All right, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being very negative. Friends. You can, you can summon them. They'll, like, fall in front of a fountain every time you cast that spell. Gust. You might have, okay. Gust, there we go. Gust. Mage Hand is a first level spell. No, I'm looking at cantrips again. <laughs> Here we go. Charm Person is a first level spell. That's the one. Although that is pretty shady. Absorb Elements. I don't need a coat anymore. I'm not going mm. to get too hot. That sounds like, That does sound nice, actually. Comprehend Languages? Useful. Featherfall. I am jumping off every building. I would like to have Featherfall and not tell anyone I have it. Absolutely, yeah. Find familiar. So, so you finally find where it's gone. <laughs> Grease. My, my familiar went out for cigarettes ten years ago and hasn't come back. Jump. I, I'd need Featherfall as well as Jump. We're only like one. Yes. Longstrider. Okay. Okay. This is this is this is just us reading spells. All right. Hang on. I'm. I, I've, I've got it now. The mm -hmm. absolute most useful one in here. Sense emotion. Okay. That it can be so handy. I guess I guess I can generally do that by talking to people. Ah uh, yes, but you're not a robot. That's true, you are you are kind of autistic, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah, so it's kinda of like a patch. Yeah, it, it it's literally like updating the code to let us mm. operate properly. Have they got one that does spreadsheets for neurotypicals? Uh Tasha's hideous laughter. Nice. Tensor's floating nice. spreadsheet? Sounds good. That's the one. Okay, so to answer your question... We're idiots and don't know what's first level and what's cantrip. <laughs> Whatever, D&D's not cool anymore anyway. We write yeah. super cool role. Yeah, we, I, I write games about making out and, Mainstream. and, and feelings. Yeah, oh, whatever, man. Oh, why don't you go fuck a dungeon or something? Next one page, yeah. McGraven asks, what is the worst dice? Thank you for correcting the wording on the on, on this question, because McGraven asks, "What is the worst die?" I refuse. I hate that word. They're all dice, or it is. This is a dice. Those are dice. Or, or what is the worst death? Maybe he meant that. No, I believe I believe he's talking polyhedrals. Okay, yeah. So, Chris, what's the worst dice? Uh, anything non-normal. Anything oh, I see. deviating okay. from the standard. You weirdos, your D30s. Your D33s. Your D16s. Anything you need for Dungeon Crawl Classics. It's really it's really just a ruse from big dice <laughs> to sell more dice, isn't it? It's all about the dice lobbies. Mm. And their fingers in parliamentary pies. That's why we're that's why we're leaving the EU. <laughs> it's over dice. Because they're D12s. I do not understand people's obsession with dice, if I'm honest with you. I think we've been over it in the podcast before. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. They're just things. Like, I think I, I think the, the, the point this was purely underscored for me was when we were at Gen Con. Land mm. of fucking dice. 
And we actively looked, we desperately looked to try and find Grant a nice set of dice that he could take with him and have him all the time. We walked in, We walked into the con hall and I was like, I'm going to buy some dice, I think. Oh, no, these ones are too expensive. Oh, no, these ones are too shiny. Oh, I can't read the numbers on these ones. I think we went around like six different fucking stores. It was a long time we spent looking for a pair of dice that he could tolerate. Eventually, I bought a plush magic up instead, and that was a much better decision. It was it was a strong decision, yes. Mm. But like the uh, the amount of disdain you have for dice as a whole, I just don't care for them. They're just they're just there, you know. It's like it's like photocopies. Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice to have a nice photocopy that worked all the time? Yeah, my dice work, Chris. Mine don't. <laughs> Which got in? <laughs> One of them's a beetle. <laughs> I think this one's just a jolly rancher. I've lost a D10, Grant, and I'm actually upset. Really? Yeah. Was it a nice D10? It's an orange D10. I just haven't... Like, I don't particularly care about the dice. All I want is dice that mm. don't feel horrid to hold in my hand, because that would okay. be awful, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you're supposed to throw them out your hand, so... No, no, you know. but at some point you've got to have them in your hand, right? Yeah. Or mouth. Sure. However you want to chuck them, they've got to be mm. a part of you, for, for fairness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I can read them. But mm-hmm. I also like them all to match, mm-hmm. just because then I know which ones are mine. It's the spreadsheet part of your brain. Exactly. So I've chosen orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have orange dice. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have an orange D10. Oh, no. What the fuck am I going to do with that? Buy a whole new set just for the D10? Hell no. I'm sure you've got some not-orange D10s. I, I do, yes. Yeah. But then they won't be the same colour. Well. I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. I use whatever dice I find. You do, and they're normally scrabbling about in the bottom of your bag, covered in mm-hmm. cigarettes, uh, ash, and whatever the fuck else is going on. I'll have you know, it's tobacco, not cigarette ash. That's true, there. you don't smoke inside your bag. I don't smoke directly into my bag yet. I'm not quite <laughs> Just you wait, my boy. You're right, mate, you got any, uh, you got any dice for me? Yeah, 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 the Grant Harrod. Now get me that fucking D12. <laughs> that was a different voice from the kind of horror one. That wasn't yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you're wrong, by the way. The worst dice is the D4. It is, yeah. It's barely functional. Like, it doesn't work as a dice. It's one of the few dice that you can write the numbers on it wrong. Mm. Like, it's very hard yeah. to get a D20 and to put the numbers in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. That's all too easy with the D4, apparently. Well, yeah, it was a D4. It's kind of up to up to the designer to see where they want to put the fucking numbers. Yeah, they can shove them anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's like toasters. You know how toasters... Um, it's like a fucking. It's like the Wild West on uh, on the on the, on the dial on a toaster. They they, they bear no relation oh, to one another. Toasters and showers, yeah. Toasters and showers. Every single toaster designer, every single shower designer, a fucking maverick who's who's, de- who's determined to prove the worthiness of their scale and explain it to no one. Mm-hmm. And the best part is with mine. Mine's so mine's such a cheap toaster that if I turn it down, like I can feel the mechanism bottom out, but the dial keeps turning. Mm. So who fucking knows? What happens to your toast? Fucking nothing. Okay. Sorry, I realise I'm swearing quite a bit today. I don't it, know if I... it freezes. <laughs> um, but I, to be fair, I like I like my toast kind of warm. Microwaved. Yeah, ideally. You, you, you eat you eat microwave bread. Yeah, I do. I like a I like a fine crust on my toast, but not yeah. actually change colour in any way. Ask me a question about role playing games. We're off topic. All right. Silent Pete asks, "How can you tell if you're good at GMing, or if you're the only, or you're just the only one in the group willing to do it?" I think it's weird. I think it's a bit like telling if you're good at sex. Because I don't know if I'm good at sex. Do, do you not make them submit questionnaires? <laughs> Are we not I'll supposed to do that? I'll make them submit questionnaires. 
I'll make them submit their answers in no, writing. No, it's it's on Survey Monkey. Like it's just an email. Oh email right, like. it's, a, it's just, just just a picture of you shirtless with two thumbs up. Hey. <laughs> and it, it's, it, it should only it's like it's under an hour to finish. <laughs> now we've done this. Do you feel shame? <laughs> now this has happened. How much do you regret that? <laughs> the title is this has occurred. <laughs> Sorry. For legal reasons, please fill out this form. Yeah. I I don't it's, I don't know whether I'm good at sex. I don't know whether I'm good at jamming. I don't receive a lot of complaints about either. That's the thing. Like, are people being too polite? Well, people being nice. Like no one's like no one's no one's. I mean, I've been married for ten years, but it's not like I've got people laughing at my jamming or dick in like to my face. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> I I don't know. It's it's very hard to tell because at the end of the day, it's. It's not really a professional thing for most people. No. It's not really something which you get good at. It's just something which you can... It's like, I, I don't know. What do you think, Chris? Well, I think in, in Silent Pete's situation, if you're the only one willing to GM, you're better than those slackers. That is true. Yeah. Like, you are the best person around by a long the, way. The worst GM is no GM. And also, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as everybody had fun, it's fine. I think... It's the weird thing because like I couldn't tell you what makes a good GM. Like I've been, I've I've played in loads of different games, different styles of GM, and I've had some who were some who were great, but they've all had different styles. I'll tell you what makes a bad GM. I spot a bad one a mile off. Well, what makes a bad GM? Uh, inflexibility. Yeah. Also, also true for sex, but it's 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 inflexibility and 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 like the biggest problem I found is not allowing players choice. Yeah. Someone who someone who clearly wants to write a novel. Oh, for sure. And and this and this is how they work through that without having to learn grammar. And you know, fine. You know, and like, do you think? And like people's, oh, I can't think of the word aspirations. People's levels have changed. Oh yeah, because because in, in, in my day, in my day, <laughs> I when I fucking started DMing, and and you and knew nobody else who did it. Mm-hmm. It was enough that I got the rules coherent. Not correct. Not correct, but, but coherent, and everybody yeah. was there, and they wrote stuff down in the sheets, and then we, mm-hmm. we fucked off before homework had to be finished. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not a trained voice actor, you're bad. That is true. Or, sorry, there is a subset of people who kind of expect that now. Like, the bar's been raised. It is, it is strange to because see that. If, even before the actual play movement really sort of kicked off in a big way podcast exists there were books about it started talking Mm. about like how to be a good gm uh improv Mm. for gamers this sort of stuff yeah and again like when i started it was very much a what um just roll a dice you did it yeah that's what thaco is don't look too close so i think i I think we can look at this um much because this is a hobby we're doing right Mm. unless you are running games professionally this is a hobby and the great thing about hobbies is you don't have to be good at them it doesn't matter whether you're good or not. So Chris and I uh, make toy soldiers. We really enjoy doing it. Yes, we we do. earn no money from it. We spend a, a ridiculous amount of money on it. Too much, given how much we earn. But we derive great joy from making and painting uh, and gently looking at lovely little toy soldiers. And like Chris, Chris is a great painter. I'm quite Thank good you. at converting. But we don't. We are. We are getting better at it because we enjoy getting better at it. We enjoy making these things, and I think that if you're the sort of person who's like, "Well, I've, I've, I've got, I've got to be a good GM. I've got to get better at this." If you derive pleasure from from improving in your skills, the same way if you derive pleasure from like learning sex moves, fine. Also, do, okay. Do try not to learn a sex move. It's uh, it's, it's not it's quarter a, circle towards punch. 
Ah, you took the joke out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm taking out of your mouth. Hello. Was that sexual? I have no idea. Because you're taking it out, and Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I got confused halfway through. Um... Title of my sex tape. Yes, you've taken me. You've taken. You've, you've you've taken me off off uh, off off track. Pete, if you like running games, that's great. You don't ha- you don't have to be good at it. If everyone's having a fun time, that's fine. You don't need to worry too much about it. This is a hobby. If you are Matt Mercer and you start running games to fund your increasingly large flotilla of yachts, I think at this point it is an armada. Yes, an armada. He's sending it to Spain. A a a, a shackled together shantyberg of yachts. Uh, which is which? Which is going to um, take off part of California? Eh? <laughs> An unbroken wall of DM screens. <laughs> then fine. At that point, you can worry about being good because that's that's your livelihood. But it doesn't matter. Actually, it doesn't matter whether you're good or bad. It's, it's, it's if it's if you're enjoying yourself. As long as everybody's enjoying themselves. Yeah, and even if they're not, fuck them. And consenting to be there. Yeah, yeah. Don't trap. Like, don't like trap people in your house and stuff. Oh yeah, the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Nick asks, what new fighting style would you create for D&D? Drunken fencing. <laughs> Describe. You take you take drunken boxing. Yes. My favourite martial art. Obvs. You take drunken boxing and you combine it with the... So you combine the, the fluid, loose, seemingly random manoeuvres of that with the precision of fencing and then remove the precision of fencing... So it's a lot of slapping people with, a, with a, like a, a slightly flexible length of wire... Uh, you're punching them with the handle a great deal. <laughs> All I imagine is that it's it's inside somebody's daydream, right? And there's drunken fencer. And what they are is they're in a car park of Weatherspoons and they've broken an antenna <laughs> off a car and are whipping somebody with it. I also like the idea of them of them taking swigs of rice wine from their good and just smearing it all over their fencing mask. <laughs> <laughs> so just like trying filling to suck up it the out. bottom bit just a little. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> I think I think that's fun. I think that you've got like I think you've got the capacity to do lots of movement with that. So like um, you would uh, you would you would get a free shift before and after you attacked, but it has to be it has to be sideways. They cannot be in the same direction. How I would also like to have path of the crab. <laughs> Clickety clackety. I don't know whether you heard my hands when I did that. Well, but, I assumed um, path of the crab. I'm, I'm describing an arc and then forming claws. Excellent. And that is lots of side-to-side movement, mm-hmm. armor, uh, and then and you, and you you work out only one of your hands if it gets really strong, just really really big and strong on one arm. Just a very little pair of scissors arm. in your left hand. Yeah, parrying scissors. Ooh, gnomish parrying scissors. Oh, that is that sounds awful. Like that gives like you, terrible rather than. That gives me my third idea, which Jeez. is more bullshit gnomish martial arts. I think, they have... I think it starts off with the gnomish hook hammer and really descends from there. The gnomish hook hammer is a weapon. Yes. You know, it's it's got it's uh, you can trip with it, right? That's the hammer deal. Hammer on one end, pick on the other. Yeah, fine. That's just a warhammer. That's fine. Like that exists. It's, it's, it's a warhammer that's going to get yeah. right under your rib cage. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Great. There's the gnomish fighting ladder, and the gnomish. I think they were called battle pitons. So you hammer them into somebody and climb them. Yes, very much so. And the and the, the the fighting ladder is an actual piece of Pathfinder equipment. It's just a step ladder, <laughs> but it's reinforced to be used in combat. Are you Jackie Chan? Very much so. But I think having like no, like a gnomish toolbox fighter that would be quite good. And they start and like and like so uh, gnomes in five E gnomes can make a mechanical like a mechanical owl or a mechanical creature mm-hmm. once per day, um, using that as a weapon. 
<laughs> just not not trying to get to fight, using it as a weapon. <laughs> Again, we're back to the car park, and, uh, and, this, and this guy's this guy's short mate is just just mashing somebody over the head with a remote control car. <laughs> He's just got an owl. <laughs> a now dead owl. What about you? What would you invent? So I I want a fighting style that's actually quite mundane. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. I want I want proper mall fighting styles. More, oh, like like big sticks. Like like an Big enormous clubs. warhammer, sledgehammer right, yeah. type thing, because they have mm-hmm. in various editions. I don't know whether they've got it in the in the current one. They've had um, abilities called like hammer rhythm, okay. where the idea is that you 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 pile a load of blows onto somebody and then it breaks armor and you go through the armor. Mm. And that's cool, but why not have a false stance on that? You've got this enormous like dustbin full of concrete on the end of a pole. Mm-hmm. That's a fighting stance. It has to be. You can't just guess at that. Yes. Very much so. I assume an awful lot of it is not getting stabbed or not minding when you get stabbed. Exactly, because it takes you three minutes to do the backswing, you know? <laughs> but I do like that there's not enough area attacks or sweeps in D&D. And there's not enough focus on, on the flavour of the weapons. There's a lot of focus on the abilities of the weapons. Like, halberds have reach, so they're useful. Mm. But then you look at how like a halberd was used, and there's a reason that they have hooks pointing towards the user. It's to put your teeth, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, real dangerous. How are they used? How are they used? Because well, people would get past too. the end of your halberd all the time. <laughs> so you had to sort of turn you around to, and so, grab So them. you just pull it towards you and stab them in the back. Mm. Oh, that's fun. Very clever. And and for like horses and stuff, right? Yeah, and pulling people off. Uh, pulling people off, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Back to the car park. There's <laughs> <laughs> a guy pulling off a horse. I think I've won. <laughs> is this d and d Are we doing D&D now? This is what D and D is. I would love to see some, and like it would have to be in five E, like D and D, quite a static game, a game where uh, a fighting style where you are fucking lunging fifteen foot across the battlefield with every swing. Yeah, because we used to have. I mean, three point five. There was things like spring attack. I assume that's still a part of things. Yeah, I mean, fourth ed had actual rules for like going back and forth at least a, at least a bit. Uh, fourth ed. Uh, so what I want is a like in a Streets of Rage game or like a like a, a three quarter of you beat 'em up game where you sort of running around. I want area of effects off my mall. I want to throw my mall forward and hit all three guys in front of me, and then fall over the other side. I wanna press C accidentally on the Mega Drive version of Streets of Rage 2 and call in a fucking car with a grenade launcher when there's nobody on the goddamn screen. Hey Axel! <laughs> <laughs> You can't feel exposed. No, yeah, fine, go on. I love that bin. There's a chicken in it I want to eat. <laughs> I'm at full health, but I'm chi- going to eat it. There's a full cooked chicken on a plate which someone threw away. I assume it's fine. And on the left level, when it would scroll all the way down to the ground and then mm-hmm. across to see where the car is, who would then fire a grenade launcher and it would scroll all the way back <laughs> and all the way back up the lift and then it would land perfectly on the lift. Mm-hmm. Those guys were good. Those guys were good. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to the second part of the podcast? You mean when we make games? Yeah. Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Grant and Chris make games. McGravin writes in, Lee Fast, Lee Furious. The craft services table on the set of the next Too Fast, Too Furious movie has gone bad, and everyone got food poisoning. The only working and clean toilet is practically on the other side of the studio lot. Fight and race your fellow cast members to get there before it's too late. Now. <laughs> now. 
A horrible idea for a game. Awful. A terrible. terrible, a despicable idea for a game. Can you imagine playing a game where you are Vin Diesel and you really need to do a poo? <laughs> <laughs> Big Vin Diesel and he's like... And he, he's doing the little dance and holding his bottom. <laughs> I like to imagine, like, like it starts off, starts off, and he's just like, hmm. In fact, like you've got, you've got like, like the, uh, like the Doom Guy face to show, to show your health. As oh it yeah, were. yeah. Uh, and in fact, your health, like, games. as you get, as you get. I'm sorry, it's so funny. I just right. Yeah, uh, as you get jostled around by Michelle Rodriguez or the ghost of Paul Walker, who also needs to do a big shit. Well, that's. <laughs> That's where he's on his way to. Ah, you get um. Oh man, we we could have that. We could have that as a uh, as a as a heartwarming DLC. <laughs> she said, like, Paul Walker's crazy ride, and you um. You know you have you have to drive really fast. But I, I like the idea of the different characters having different abilities. So like some of them are better at driving, some of them are better at fighting. Like the rock can like run through walls and stuff. But you have you have this big pool of points, and you spend those points to uh to go. Can they be like, pennies? To, yes. Although we really isn't the issue, but yes, you've got you, you've got pennies you can spend. Every time that something bad happens to you, you lose pennies. Every time you want to acti- activate an ability, you lose pennies. What you can do is what is 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 by pausing and tapping the shoulder buttons. You do this. And that lets you regen pennies. <laughs> so if you team up with another player, one of them can drive, uh, and then you can sit in the back and just tap the shoulder buttons. Oh, okay. All right. Just okay. Lightly slapping the face, yeah. Yeah. And then swap over. I... Mm-hmm. So while obviously a hilarious setup, mm-hmm. I worry about the actual game itself here. It's a it's a roguelike. It's a roguelike. It's a roguelike multiplayer game. It's uh it's it's in the style of uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So it's like so it's like but but you've got say all the everyone you can play everyone from the Fast and Furious films. Right. In fact, it's maybe it's more like um that other one uh, which had which had the jumping in. Yeah. Apex Legends. Okay. You have characters in that, and you got characters. Yeah. So you you got that, and you're all working together. So you, you're all working against each other to try and find the one single clean toilet, and you're all rushing towards. I think it's going to have a great feel of uh, wacky races, of Fast and the Furious, of uh, Cannonball Run or Rat Run. So I know, like I like your your roguelike thing. I like the idea that mm-hmm. if you fail, say you get sort of three quarters of the way there, and Vin Diesel just just unloads in a parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's ah, oh, it's awful. And then it immediately like you don't see too much, but you know it's happening. It immediately yeah. cuts to another cast member, mm-hmm. and like you've only got as many lives as there are cast members. Oh, so you each have a full. That's interesting. So, so you, you each have the full cast. Yes, but then cycle through. Then what you've got is you've got a new hazard on the route, mm-hmm. which is a very slippery parking. Chris and a crying Vin Diesel just going the like shame. This. I don't want to. I don't want to have to actually interact with Vin Diesel's diarrhea. That's that's gross. I want. It, I want it to maybe be he's sort been of. Having wah, his fiber. Sorry. Maybe he's been having his fiber. Okay. So I, I don't want to interact with Vin Diesel's feces. Okay. That's well, not, that's I, a new. I, I, don't, I don't want to see this them. Game I don't even, want to. Is it? I don't want to see shit come out of their body or afterwards. I, I, I want them to be like, oh no, and then and then it fades, and then now it's Michelle Rodriguez with her legs crossed. Oh my god, <laughs> driving a motorcycle really fast. <laughs> Down, I don't know, like uh, down like a zip line or something. 
kind of like it. You open the door, Idris Elba bursts out of the toilet. He's like, I'm Black Superman! And starts punching you. are like, no, I'll shit myself. Don't do it, Idris. <laughs> Idris Elba's in Fast and Furious. Yeah, he's in Hobson Shaw. He's in the new one. It's a spin-off, but it's got Fast and Furious in the title, so I'm counting it as, can- as canon. That's fair. Yeah, That's entirely fair. Yeah. All right, what you got then? Although, I re- really think this is going to be pretty solid. It's like It's going <laughs> to get the kids... Is it? Well... It depends on the fly, but it's going to get the kids in because poo jokes. It's going to get uh, people like like me in because of Fast and Furious. It's got the hardcore competitive uh, battle royale style gaming, which 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 people love. We put it on mobile. Play it in your car. <laughs> Shit yourself while you play. I don't care. Play it in the bathrooms. Yeah, what? safe in the knowledge that your toilet is clean. Uh, give me a suggestion. Uh, Jessica Martin writes in with bodybuilding. Frankenstein or Frankenfurter meets Muscle Beach. Okay. Now, I like kind of like the idea where what you're doing is you're building a character class, not from like skills and whatnot, but from I need I need strength. I'll get a strong man's arm. I need a big strong bum of a strong man. Exactly. Like you, you you're you're choosing parts from other people. And then you have to go and steal them. Yes. I was I was gonna to get to that question. How does that bit work? Is this is this murder? Well, I mean, you can live without a leg, right? Yes, sure. So, but it's, so it's 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 at the least assault. At very least, it's grievous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are you are you are walking off with the leg. You are doing big crimes. Now, I will say, Frankenstein, from what I can recall, didn't kill people. No, he was lazy. He picked up Frankenstein. Dead people. Yeah, Frankenstein got existing dead people. So, so I guess what you need to do is hang around muscle gyms until someone completely ruins themselves with steroids and and, 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 and overlifting. Yes. Uh, and dies of a heart failure, at which point, sweep in. <laughs> I'll take it off your hands for a quick, missus. I'll, uh, I'll deal with this muscle-bound lump. Igor! <laughs> and Igor's got, like, six huge muscly arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea that there's, there's two phases to the game, where you play Frankenstein and then the monster you've created. Mm. Very much so. Like you're 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 queuing up the monster for a heist, so you're trying to get all the requisite parts. Can I can I pivot from the heist, please? What if it was what if it was for a, like a bodybuilding weightlifting contest? Oh, okay. So that's that because like at that point you've got you've got a um like a, uh you've got to go out and get the things. But I think my issue with that is why not just kill the person who's currently winning and claim them as yours? Honor. <laughs> <laughs> You're already stealing from corpses. That would break the rules. Also, I think I think cutting off someone's arm is a pretty broad interpretation of the phrase stealing from corpses. It's not that you're going through their fucking pockets. Depends where they keep their arms. Well, you're up, right. up there. Up their sleeves, I imagine. What you However, have? you have um, you have the capacity to because what I what I want to do I don't want the I don't want the heist to be too I don't want whatever the bodybuilding to be doing to be too the, the the monsters to be doing to be too high stakes okay because i want i want that to be a an underscore to be your relationship with your master that's what we're that's oh, what we're I dealing see. with okay, in the second so part how about instead of a heist they've got to win a pinball tournament interesting okay that is lower stakes that's the lowest stakes i could possibly think of <laughs> everything is riding on this Literally nothing is riding on this. It's a pinball tournament. How, how would you make someone be better at pin? Extra fingers? More eyes? Like, I don't know. Well, no, because there, there was a deaf, dumb, and blind kid, and he ble- sure played a mean pinball. He played a fuck. Yeah, he played a very mean pinball. All right. Fewer eyes? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. Like, being good at pinball isn't an achievement. I got the ears from that. No, he was deaf. Hang on. I got the fingers from the deaf kid? <laughs> yeah. Who was that? Jethro Tull? Um, the Who. The Who, yeah. Okay, so... 
somewhere in between a heist and a pinball contest. But there, like, I, I like the idea of a weightlifting contest because you, you or, or like some sort of like world's strongest man or um, like bodybuilding or beauty pageant. That sort of thing. Hang on. Incredibly high stakes, okay. but not actually incredibly high stakes. That is early secondary school football. Mm. That's what that is. The parents believe it is literally life or death. The kids hate it. Mm, you're playing Frankendads. And you're playing Frankendads. Oh, yes. So, okay. Due to new legislation brought in, you cannot make a fully grown adult. Impossible. Cannot be done. It, they, they go mad. It's very tragic. What you need to do instead is make a lad. <laughs> Build yourself a strapping lad, no older than 13, and have him grow naturally so his brain doesn't go weird and make get caught up in windmills. <laughs> he doesn't stare into ponds for too long. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, Mr. Frankenstein. Your son's gone off to the wastes again. Damn. They're playing South End at three. <laughs> This is just like him. So you have to build. A, you have to build a teen. A Frankenstein. Yeah, which I think is the funniest thing to build. <laughs> you have to build a teen, and so and so teens are normally pretty gangly and awkward anyway. Yes, yeah, so I know he's going to notice. No one's going to notice, and so you are you are trying to win. <laughs> you're tra- you're trying to win under 15s football tournaments by having ringers. By which I mean you've built them out of the oh hang on no, you have to you have to find dead teenagers. Yes. That's not that's not funny. Ah. Dead dead people are funny. <gasps> dead children aren't funny. Oh, oh, we just spin this around. Okay. You've got to make the dads cheering for the kids. <laughs> okay. Alright. Now, if you've ever seen a Perfect dad cheering. If you've ever seen a dad at a at, at a <laughs> an early secondary school football football game, they are essentially Winston Churchill. They will sacrifice any number of bodies to win the war. Mm-hmm. They are awful human beings at that point. They will scream. They will give death threats to the referee and to the crying mums on the other team. This is everything to them. I love this. And you need oh. to build somebody who can take that shit. What? You see, you are playing four stepbrothers. Okay. In, in, in sequence or concurrently? Uh, each. Okay. No, one each. One each. Right. Concurrently. You're playing four stepbrothers. Dad left. Dad ran out on you when the, when the oldest of you was like seven. Wow. And you've not had a dad for a long time. So in a bold reimagining of the film Weird Science, you have to make yourself a dad from found parts. <laughs> Thankfully, though, when your dad left, he did drop the keys to his laboratory. <laughs> which weirdly connects to a bell tower. Uh, <laughs> you play Dr. Frankenstein's kid that he never visits. And he's like just a proper deadbeat dad. Like they get a Christmas card once every three years. He moved. He moved to a fucking castle in the woods, and he's doing. I don't. I don't know what he's doing. He, he's doing coke with his new girlfriend. Is what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He's doing coke with Sheila from accounting. Yeah. But you, you take over Doctor Frankenstein's laboratory, and you make yourself a new dad mm-hmm. who can support you at these games. Who can help, but probably who gets can, a bit too into it. He get, like he'll throw his arm at someone, you know, <laughs> or like, or like, like you, uh, your mum, who's very lonely and working two jobs. You're the. Dad support mum in kitchen. Need help cutting onion? Dun, 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 dun. Father Frankenstein do household tasks unasked. He not, he's not helping, woman. Is sharing labour of house in which I live. I like 
Frankendad. Frankendad is a feminist. <laughs> Frankendad responsible for his own choices. <laughs> you have to build a feminist dad. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Now, now you will have to go around and kill prominent feminists to take their arms. <laughs> but Sorry, prominent male feminists. But, but yeah. they'll still be feminist. Without their arms. Yeah, true. It's not going to change their political leanings. That's very... I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, if, if I was an outspoken feminist and someone cut off my arm because I was a feminist, it might take, this, might take my views well, on it somewhat. tell them I'm taking this because you're a feminist. <laughs> the eldest brother is there with a revolver telling him everything. <laughs> They've done a I, script. I figure I figure you've got one brother who's good at... Uh, or like brothers, sisters. Uh, one sibling who's good at um, infiltration. One who's good at sewing. Mm-hmm. One who's good at social stuff. And one who's good at violence. <laughs> yes. But it's but it's like, it's perfectly controlled and directed violence. Like, it's boxing training and self-defense classes. Yes. It's, it's, it's for the strength and the discipline. It's not for the... I was going for more like a, like, like a roughy tufty street kid. Who, like, who's, like, like, you're, like, you're all, like, maybe, maybe you're a foster. Like, maybe you're in a foster home. I know, I just see them all as being quite respectful. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, they are trying to build a feminist dad. Right, like, that's not a thing you do if you're an asshole. No, that's true. I love this game. <laughs> like, like, Frank and Dad is mowing, I mean, he's mowing the grass, right? He's out front. Yeah. And the kids are there, and they're like, you know, they're all, they're all having a drink. They're all having a nice day out in the sun. Front garden. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the, the elderly neighbour goes off to the shops. Everybody waves, literally everybody. Mm-hmm. And then while that elderly neighbour is at the shops, Frank and Dad does his front lawn as well. Wow, that's great. Right? That's brilliant. Frank and Dad contribute portion of paycheck to local women's shelters. <laughs> Frank and Dad separate recycling, concerned about environment. Parts of Frank and Dad used to vote conservative. No more! Shame! <laughs> he yells at his, at his hand. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 123. We just did Frank and Dad. It's all about Frank and Dad, who That's is the, the best dad. I'm I'm really into um so like what I used to aim for with this show was to like try and knock through quite a lot of ideas mm. in the second half. But I think when we get one that we really like, we don't need to we we can focus down, we can drill down, that's okay. Yeah, we can really nail it. I quite like that. Yeah, we can just hammer it in. I like so, yeah, how there's no mechanics or anything associated with this game. I think that's my favourite uh, part. I, honestly, it would probably do it like in Fiasco or something. Yes, yeah, something like that. I think Fiasco would probably set up fairly neatly and you'd all play like you'd all be from the same family. But what you want, Grant, what you mm-hmm. want is the Queen is dead, but Frankenstein. Queen is dead. Is that the one that we played for the Queen? Cards? Is it for the Queen? Queen is yeah, for the Queen. It's for, for the, the queen. It, the King is dead. Is the PBTA version? Okay. And for the Queen, but you want like prompt cards, mm. like Frankenstein is faced with a problem. The dogs next door are barking and are possibly violent. How does he handle the situation? Yeah. How how do you help Frank and Dad? How do you help Frank and Dad? And how does Frank and Dad see this? Like, these these dogs could hurt his children, but are they bad? Oh, the moral dilemmas. You know, and it, it's fairly mundane, and it all leads mm. up to the football game. Yeah, the football game where uh, where 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 Doctor Frankenstein returns. <gasps> And Frank and Dad is truly drunk. tested to his limits. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's an 11am game, yeah. It's an 11am game. He's drunk on bourbon. He got an Uber there. Um, and his, his his girlfriend's there on heels. Uh, in heels on grass. Yep. Uh, and they're all shouting. And you have to, one, play the best game of football you can while supported by your new proper dad. Two, help your dad deal with his jealousy. 
or help your dad deal with like, but like, help help Frank and dad deal with you know Frankenstein's going back. And three, kill Frankenstein. Yeah, and like Frankenstein is there yelling at the top of his lungs, like grow some balls, lads, be a man. He's powerfully anti-feminist. Yeah, but he's got surgeon's hands. Delicate surgeon's hands. He plays a mean piano. Yeah. And so, and so you can graft those onto Frank and Dad's hands, and suddenly, now he can make his own beautiful sons. <laughs> which you will battle in Frank and Dad's 2, Frankenboys. <laughs> Frank and Dad 2, for the love of Frank and Dad. Too fast, too Frank and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 124. My name is Grant Howitt, this one is Chris Taylor. We done RPGs, we complained about Carnival Row a lot. I don't know how much of that Chris is leaving in. All of it. Great. We love you. We genuinely, we're genuinely thankful for you coming and listening to the show. I say coming and listening to the show. I guess you stayed where you were and listened to it, but thank you. If you've enjoyed it and you want to give us a bit of cash, you can go to patreon.com forward slash friends. Give us some money. Come and hang out in the Discord. Uh, we've got a new channel up for game concepts, which is where I got Lufast Lufurious from. So, sorry about that. But you can come and hang out. It's a really lovely Discord. It's very friendly. Uh, and you can also go to rrdgames.com. You remembered it. New, I did remember it now. It's our new, it's our new shortened, um, passable URL for our games website. So you go, you can go, you can ask us a question on there. You can download the games. You can read some fun articles. All kinds of things. Anything else, Chris? I think that's it. I'm going to go and write a small journal entry about my love for Frank and Dad. Oh, I'm going to sit in the garden and think about Frank and Dad. Bye. Bye. Bye.